As birds suspected, in the protection of the ice field, they encountered long, powerful swells, but none of the disastrous surface chop which made it so dangerous to bring the two ships together. After two hours of careful maneuvering through the ice, Brown was able to tie his vessel alongside the city of New York. Soon, all hands were on deck, transferring coal. All night they worked, in the thin glare of the midnight sun, and by eleven o'clock next morning, the job was done. After quick goodbyes and good lucks, the balling set course back for Dunedin, where she would reload and make another trip with supplies for the expedition before the freezing Antarctic winter descended. The tiny city crept cautiously back into the ice harbor and settled down to await passage through the ice pack. And now, the god of the Antarctic, perhaps more than anything else to demonstrate the capriciousness of his moods, gave them a much-needed break. The ice pack delayed the start of its breakup for another twenty-four hours. This gave the exhausted crew of the city a chance for some desperately needed rest. Very few of the company had had sufficient sleep for the past three days. The city of New York had been built in Norway in 1882, for work with the sealing fleet which operated in the Arctic ice packs. Although very small, barely 170 feet in length, her size was deceptive. Gigantic strength had been built into her. Her original builders had named her the Samson, and the name was completely appropriate. Her oaken ribs were set so close together that a man could not get his hand between them. Inside, she was sheathed with a heavy layer of virgin spruce. Outside was a layer of oak planking, and on top of that, still another layer of solid greenheart. All told, her sides were thirty-four inches thick to help her withstand the direct crushing pressure of ice. In addition, her hull had been cunningly designed so as to offer encircling ice no spot to seize her. She was rounded in such a way that the deadly embracing ice would lift the ship upward instead of crushing her. The enormous strength stood the stout little ship in good stead as she followed the Larsen into the pack. The procession of ships was a strange one. First came the Larsen, probing, pulling, widening the black hole through the ice. Then, at the end of a three-and-a-half-inch cable, was the city of New York. When the Larsen dug in and pulled with all her strength, something had to give, and it was tricky work for those in the city to keep in line. Behind the city, cautiously picking their way through the ice, which ever tended to close up again after the passage of the other two ships, followed the two small killer or chaser boats which belonged to the whaler. They came under their own power, and often, as if in desperation, they drove themselves out of the water, threw themselves on the ice headlong, and broke it under their own weight before it could close in and lock them hopelessly. Slowly, the convoy pressed southward. Try as they would, the men on the city could not always avoid the great masses of ice which closed in behind the Larsen. They grew accustomed to the wrenching crashes, to the great masses of disturbed and scarcely balanced sheets of ice sliding slowly past, some of them as sheer and clean as though they had been cut by a saw. 
and always the creaking, the groaning, the grinding of the ice on the timbers, and the whispering shriek as it slowly rubbed its way along the sides of the ship. At last, after ten nerve-wracking days, there appeared another kind of blink in the sky, a gentle darkening of the horizon, open water, the Ross Sea. They soon cast off the towline. After a parting gift of whale meat, old whale for the dogs and young whale for the men, the Larsen set about her real business. The last glimpse the men on the city had of their good friend was the mighty bulk of the whaler looming against the white of the ice, close on the track of a plunging whale. The dark waters of the Ross Sea were as smooth as a mill pond, as the city of New York, under sail and steam, headed farther south.